Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. We think we're safe, right? Do you? Because this family had the top of the line security cameras in a low crime area, yet still, crime, tragedy entered their lives and of all places in their home. Do you think money, education, power, prestige can protect you? Because this is proof. A suffering family can tell you no one apparently can be protected. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. Take a listen to our cut eight from LEX 18. First responders got here just after 4.30 this morning, but by the time they arrived, the intruder or intruders had already fled. KSP Sergeant Robert Purdy reports that several people were sleeping inside the home, which belongs to former State Representative C. Wesley Morgan, when at least one person broke into the house. Gunshots were fired. We believe that shots were exchanged between the homeowner uh, and the person that was involved in the shooting, uh, who then left the scene. The coroner arrived at the home later in the morning. We have learned the person killed is the former lawmaker's daughter, Jordan Morgan. A family friend confirmed the news, and her employer called her a, quote, promising young attorney. She also worked in the office of former Governor Matt Bevan. Think about it. I've got a son and a daughter, and I can guarantee you, when I am not right here in front of this mic or out on a crime scene or working on a crime, I am with my children. Think about it. You pour all your love, all your hopes, all your dreams, all your money, all your time, to have some devil come into your home in the night and you think you're all well protected and murder your daughter? I'm sure the parents wish they he just killed them instead. Take a listen to our Cut 7, Fox 56. The Willis Branch Road home has a high-tech security system to keep intruders out, and Madison County is usually pretty quiet, which is why residents are confused that such a tragic crime would happen there. I just don't understand how somebody at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning is going to go out to that neighborhood, uh, especially if him having cameras all over the place and doing something like that. Back off the road, he has a, a, a farm there, and... You know, I'm sure he had tons of surveillance, so it, it was kind of, you know, like surreal doubt for me. Kentucky State Police say it's too early to determine if there is an ongoing threat to the public. Police also add that Jordan Morgan was a part-time resident of the home. Okay, I don't understand this. He's got, uh, it, it's a beautiful home that backs up to a farm. Very low crime area, farmland, and he's got all type of security on the home, surveillance, you name it. And somehow somebody breaches that, comes into the home and murders his daughter. And this is not just anybody. This is a high profile politician in Kentucky. How in the world did this happen? And what would be the motivation? So far, we're not hearing about a sex attack on the daughter. We're not hearing about things stolen from the home. So why? Again, I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Story. I want to thank you for being with us, uh, with me, an all-star panel to make sense of what we know right now. Dale Carson, high-profile lawyer, Jacksonville, former Fed, 
with the FBI, former FBI agent, author of Arrest Proof Yourself. You can find him at DaleCarsonLaw.com. Dr. Jory Crossan, psychologist, faculty, St. Leo University, consultant, author of Operation SOS. Professor Forensics, Jacksonville State University, author of Blood Beneath My Feet on Amazon and Star of a New Hit series on iHeart, Body Bags with Joseph Scott Morgan. Also with me, a longtime colleague, you may know him as Turtle Man, Chris Adams at the Wiregrass Ecological and Cultural Project. And very special guest joining us, Don Foster. This is victim a, a, a gorgeous young lawyer, Jordan Morgan's stepfather, speaking out. But first, I'm going to go to Courtney King, our friend at Fox 19 on Facebook, Fox 19, Courtney King. Courtney, thank you so much for being with us in the middle of all of this. It's just tragedy. First, I want to understand, Courtney, explain to me the layout of this home. Because when I go to a crime scene, uh, typically on a homicide, as I walk up, I have um, facts just rolling through my head. Are there security cameras? Is it off the street? Is there a fence on the exterior? What's the perimeter? Um, could a person have jumped over a fence? Is it scalable? Was the home locked? Is there a back patio? Is there a swimming pool? Is there some type of, a, I don't know, a playhouse or a storage unit in the yard that could hide someone? All of these things would be flying through my mind, and especially in this case. I don't quite understand how this guy, the dad, with um, the prestige, the, the politics behind him, the money, the, the beautiful home, the security system, how the hey did this happen? Give me the layout. Where is this, Courtney? So, Nancy, this home is in Madison County. We're actually, I'm with Fox 19 in Cincinnati, so it's about an hour and a half from the Cincinnati area. It's closer to the Lexington part of the Okay, state. wait a minute. Courtney King, I'm getting com- uh, mixed messages. You're saying it's an hour and a half from Cincinnati, big uh, metropolitan city. But yet I know there's a farm behind it. Let me understand the lay of the land. Is Madison County rural, suburban, urban? What is it? It is more of a rural area, and specifically with this house. If you look at some drone footage of it that you might be able to see online on some of the local news websites, it is pretty much by itself in the area. So it's in a remote area. And when you're asking about security, from the drone footage, it doesn't look like there's a fence around the house. So it's in a remote area. There is a swimming pool. Um, you can see that from the drone footage. Okay, Courtney, other. hold on. Uh, check check your satellite. You're cutting in and out on me. While Courtney King is getting her, her um, sat fixed, to you, Joe Scott Morgan, that's really important. That's where you start with an investigation. Your timeline and the location explain why in a nutshell joe scott morgan yeah what you're looking to do nancy is create what's referred to as a geographical profile uh the nature of the environment who has access who who has points of egress who can get in and get out and for instance if you're talking about a road that only has that's a cul-de-sac where you have to drive in and then turn around and exit that road that location that's going to be important as well and who occupies the space around this area. We know that it's a farming community, but if you just go back up the road, there's some new home developments. And let's not forget the I-75 corridor runs right by here. 
Wow. And that's the big deal because we know Dale Carson, high profile lawyer out of Jacksonville, former FBI agent. And I always go back to the Shasta and Dylan Groney case up in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. If you look above it, Ariel, nothing but green forest, but a perv drove by on the interstate in his truck and saw Shasta in an above ground pool in the distance. He had a bird's eye view very briefly from the interstate, comes off the interstate in this no-crime area, stalks the family, kills a whole family to get Dylan and Shasta Groney. So, you can be out in the middle of nowhere, like Joe Scott Morgan was saying, and still fall victim to crime. But it tells me it's targeted because there's nobody living around you, so it's somebody targeting you. That's exactly right, and it's probably well lit on the exterior so it draws the attention of anyone traveling on the interstate, right. and it seems to be targeted, clearly. Yeah, and you know, you think, oh, light, that helps me. Typically, it does. But the the flip side of that coin is a perp can see. So what's your choice? I still go with the lighted area. Guys, take a listen to our cut nine from LEX 18. Many questions remain. Who was the shooter? Why did this happen? How did the intruder or intruders break into the home to begin with? We've been able to determine kind of a, a point of entry, uh, but due to the sensitive nature of this type of investigation, there's a lot of information that, that we're not putting out and can't put out at this time. Uh, you know, I think some of the some of the things we have that we think may have occurred uh, at this point, it'd be it'd be speculation uh, to, to release much more than that. SP also reports that at least one intruder and the homeowner, who is listed as C. Wesley Morgan, the former lawmaker, did exchange gunshots. And Morgan, who is identified as the homeowner, was taken to UK hospital and was treated and released. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Back to Courtney King joining us, uh, investigative reporter with Fox 19. That's N-O-W-N-W-X-I-X. Courtney, again, thanks for being with us. From what I understand, the break-in happened around 4 a.m. You know, a lot of people say the witching hour is midnight. I think it's 3 a.m. 4 a.m., an invasion, a home invasion into the family's $4.2 million mansion. And then without stealing anything, we think, without sex attacking anybody, shoots this Kentucky lawmaker's daughter dead. Here's the kicker as she lay sleeping. Now, they're referring to the sensitive nature of the crime. That's almost unheard of, Courtney King. Are those facts correct? What do you know? Well, we know that the Morgan home was for sale for about $6.5 million. It's currently listed, if you look at its um, Zillow page or one of its real estate group pages. Um, but we do know that if you look on those real estate pages, there is a bunker that is in the Morgan family home that's worth about $3 million, again, according to these real estate um, pages. And according to them, it says that this bunker is about 26 feet underground and also has two escape tunnels. So that's a little bit of the background of what we know about the house. You're absolutely right. Take a listen to our cut to our friend Marvin Bartlett at Fox 56. 
Wesley Morgan is a well-known figure in Central Kentucky. The Republican served one term in the State House of Representatives from 2017 to 2019, but was defeated when he ran for re-election. In 2020, he tried to unseat U.S. Senator Mitch McConnell, picking up about 6% of the vote in the primary. The home where today's shooting took place was listed for sale last year with a price tag of $6.5 million. It sits on 200 acres. The listing received nationwide attention because the home includes an underground shelter that's been referred to as a doomsday bunker. What exactly is that? Jory Crosen, psychologist, faculty at St. Leo University and author, author of Operation SOS. Right now, I wish I had a bunker with Putin in action. Dare I even mention his name? Uh, but how common is a bunker and why do people have bunkers? And maybe some people need a bunker, uh, a safe room, so to speak, more than other people. Well, yeah, I'm old enough to remember here in Florida where the Cuban Missile Crisis, and they were selling bomb shelters back there in the homes in Tampa area back in the 60s. So <clears throat> that kind of goes in trends, I would take it. Uh, one of the points that has been brought up is the... Uh, Whoever this perpetrator, there was like a targeting, and it, you know, I, from a psychology perspective, we go, it's got to be somebody in the house, it's got to be something in the house. I mean, to to go in there and systematically encounter the residents and kill them, uh, and when he met resistance, uh, he left. Guys, I want you to take a listen to our cut for our friends at Fox Fifty Six. This is a, a scene. This isn't something that we see very common uh, here in Madison County, uh, and we've got uh, got several people on the scene trying to determine exactly what happened, um, so hopefully we'll be able to have some more answers later. You know, we, we've been able to determine kind of a, a point of entry, uh, but due to the sensitive nature of this type of investigation, there's a lot of information that, that we're not putting out and can't put out at this time. Sergeant Purdy says it's too early to determine if there is an ongoing threat to the public. Now, Madison County residents I spoke to today tell me that Morgan owns Liquor World here in the area. Okay, right there. Is that correct, Courtney King? He is a Kentucky politician, but also owns uh, Liquor World. Yes, yes. So we do know that he was a local businessman as well as once being a state rep. Okay, you know, that really opens up a can of worms, Joe Scott Morgan, because you've got, is this politically motivated? Did the dad, Wesley Morgan, high-profile politician in Kentucky, did he say something that infuriated some kook? Or uh, is it some um, somebody that's against liquor or against drinking? I mean, it could be anything because we're not having a robbery and we're not having a sex attack. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, the high profile nature of the family in and of itself creates a myriad of problems because, you know, if it's a common everyday Joe that winds up being attacked, it's one thing. You know, you're limited. You have this kind of limited spectrum of people that they're going to come in contact with. But as your profile rises, people become aware and you can draw in all manner of folks into your world. So as an investigator, you you have to cover a very broad spectrum, Nancy, uh, simply because of the bandwidth that these individuals have, who they're reaching out to, maybe somebody they've gotten cross with. Uh, you never know business dealings that have gone bad. And so in a case like this, you have to be very, very meticulous. That's also why the police are holding back on information, Nancy. Take a listen to our cut three. Uh, this is from Fox 56. 
Friends describe Jordan Morgan as her father Wesley's pride and joy. Now, it's been a little over 24 hours since an armed suspect entered Wesley's multi-million dollar mansion on Willis Branch Road in Richmond. Wesley Morgan was shot during the home invasion. He was taken to UK hospital and has since been released. According to state police, Wesley shot back, but Wesley's daughter Jordan was killed. Authorities say Jordan Morgan lived part-time at the Willis Branch home. The 32-year-old just accepted a position as an associate attorney at a Lexington law firm. Friends of the family say Wesley lit up around his daughter. He was a very proud father of her. She was, you know, went to law school and, you know, Wesley's been very successful, but, you know, to see him light up was always talking about her and talking about, you know, being able to, to put her through law school and, and going through all that and watching her through all that. This morning, no arrests have been made, and Kentucky State Police says this investigation is still too early to know if there is a threat to the public. Joining me right now is a very special guest. It is Don Foster. This is Jordan, the murder victim's stepfather. Mr. Foster, thank you for being with us. First, I'm just sick with what has happened to your family. I just hate it. And when I hear how proud the father is, and I'm sure you are too, of Jordan, it just reminds me so much of my dad. That's one person I know would never, ever, I don't care where he was, ever miss my program. Ever. Not once. I don't care where he was, he would find a TV or else he wouldn't go. Never. I remember the day I graduated from law school after he and my mother helped put me through law school and undergrad. He cried. And here's a funny story, Don Foster. When I did Dancing with the Stars, of course, I was almost thrown off the very first night, Don. And, you know, they hold you in what they call Jeopardy, where you and another person stand there and wait for them to tell you who's going to get thrown off. I looked across that stage and I saw my father crying and he had tears in his eyes because he thought I was upset well I didn't get thrown off that night but that love there's just there's nothing like it and boys and girls are different I don't love one of mine more than the other but there's something different about when I hug my little Lucy versus when I hug my big boy John David it's just one smile from her and my heart just melts. And hearing about her, just tell me about her. Let me just start with that. Tell me about Jordan. Jordan uh, was an awesome gal, and she had so much love here for her mother, and her mother had so much love for Jordan, and they spent a lot of time together. But uh, she was a very smart kid, went to law school, and she was a prosecuting attorney for a while, and then she's ended up. Oh, she worked eight days at this new job. She uh, was one of those job dream jobs of a lifetime that she just received, and she was so excited about it. And uh, she's been there eight days when this happened. What was the dream job, Mister Foster? What was her new job? Well, it's a uh, dream. Well, the, you know, from her salary before that, this was income with all the perks and 
and downtown Lexington. Uh, Super nice office building, office looking the downtown Lexington, and it was at her young age. It was just a, it was a lifelong dream for her to have a job with this large company, uh, which has twelve offices and 150 attorneys, and she was so excited. And uh, my uh, my wife, I'm a businessman. I've owned a real estate company here for 50 years, and my wife's a realtor, and she was showing her homes in Lexington, getting ready to moved to Lexington and probably another couple of weeks she would have been out of that house but you know just unfortunate and uh, we having a funeral today at one visitation was last night and she had over 2,000 people that come by and and pay respect it was an awesome and then had a vigil last night for she's just uh, it's just unreal that uh, that she's no longer here uh, special child Oh, Mr. Foster, how is your wife holding up? It's, I've never in my life, I've had five deaths in my family, and this has uh, never been anything like this. She is not doing well at all. And what's breaking her heart on top of this, it's, you know, Wesley has this, you know, he was a politician, and even he's getting all, they've never mentioned, never had her face on all these TV stations, and she says nobody knows it. I'm Jordan's mom. And uh, and there's so much love between these two. It's unreal, and it's it's just broke her heart. It's all Wesley or Wesley, and and not Lisa. You know her, her mother. And she, you know, her heart's already broken. And then for her to say, well, nobody knows on the TV stations that that I'm her mother. And uh, well, they know now, Mister Foster. They certainly know now. And I I know how you feel. Not no, I don't know how you feel. But I can remember at my fiance's funeral, and it it did not upset me at the time, but I think about it, that the pastor kept referring to Keith's family, and he would call me Mary. And it's just, and I'm hearing what you're saying. All this time, yeah. Wesley Morgan, the politician... Yep. has been the one who's the focus of all the love yes. toward Jordan. When I can tell yep. you right now, my husband would disagree. Nobody yep. loves my children more than me. Nobody. And yep. just to feel so helpless with her coming into the home, uh, the perp coming in the home as she lay sleeping. Jordan was totally defenseless, Mr. Foster. She was asleep, um. Nancy, they, uh, if you, I don't know if you want me to tell you a little bit, but I mean, I know it's like a back of my hand. They, uh, when they called us that morning, we ran over there, but they had a, Mr. Morgan had a scaffolding. They were working on the side of the home and Jordan had the upstairs and her bedrooms off in this balcony. Well, they scaled up, they tried the camera shows. They tried to get in the front door. So he went up the scaffolding on this balcony and then shot the, uh, Law Hawkins, of course, her bed was right there, and then they shot. Uh, Jordan was in asleep, and they shot her several times. And the tech detective indicated that she, you know, she wasn't up and moving around; that she was shot in her sleep. And uh, you know, it's just, you know, it just saps a heart right out of your chest. I mean, the thought that someone could break into your home on your watch. You're the parent. 
you're responsible for their safety. Right. You know, Mr. Foster, with all the stories I cover and the cases I investigate, there, it's not an exaggeration to say I'm up at least four to five times a night worried. And I just go in and look at the twins mm-hmm. as they lay sleeping. And in my head, I know the likelihood of anything happening to them is far-fetched, astronomical. But it's on me to protect them and watch over them. I just, the parents must just be completely distraught. I don't know how your wife is getting through it. She, she's having a difficult time. We've had, uh, uh, it's, uh, oh, I mean, just every few minutes, and she just can't believe it. And it's, it's, it's really broken her, and we'll get through it, but we'll never be the same. Our lives will never be the same. What? devil straight from hell would do this as we now learn new information that the front door was tried when that didn't work the perp was so intent he crawled up the side of the building on scaffolding yes go ahead mr foster yeah uh, i was just saying yes that's true they'd had scaffolding there you know with him working on the side of the house and that's how he got entry in and you know, in my opinion, it was not a burglary, of course. He he just shot her several times and with an AR. An AR. What? Straight out to you. I guess Dale Carson and Joe Scott Morgan will be the best to answer that question. Dale, you want to take a crack at it first? An AR was the weapon? Assault rifle? High speed bullet. And when it, when it hits, it leaves hydrostatic shock and, and, uh, at that distance, which would apparently was pretty short, it would have almost almost been instantaneous death. What's rather surprising is that the the father there uh, got hit apparently three times, and and that's a, a miracle that he survived. I mean, Joe Scott, an AR looks like a machine gun. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, you know it's based on a military platform. It's uh, AR actually stands for Armalite. Uh, it's what the original M16 was based upon. And so it has, you know, the earlier models had a a switch, a selector switch from semi-automatic to full automatic. So when you say machine gun, you're talking about a fully automatic weapon. In this case, it's probably semi-automatic. But to Dale's point, yeah, this is a very powerful round, tiny round, but very powerful. It delivers a tremendous amount of energy. Uh, Jordan, uh, God rest her, she wouldn't have had a chance Mm -mm. at this range. And the fact that this was done, um, as she lay sleeping, I, I, I find it very curious that this person was very purposed, Nancy, because it's not like he he scaled or entered this house carrying a concealed handgun in his waistband. You're talking about a shoulder fired firearm. This is a rifle that he's carrying up the scaffolding as he is getting into. So uh, into the residence, this tells me that this person was very, very purposed in going into this environment. An AR-15 style rifle, any lightweight semi-automatic rifle based on the Colt AR-15 design. Uh, As Joe Scott stated, the original Armalite AR-15 scaled down derivative of the AR-10 design. And they look like they're straight from hell. Take a listen to our cut 10 LEX-18. 
Police say they're looking for 23-year-old Shannon Gilday of Taylor Mill, Kentucky, and they consider him armed and dangerous. Gilday is alleged to have forced his way into the home behind me around 4 a.m. Tuesday, armed with a rifle. Police say he then shot and killed Jordan Morgan, who was in bed at the time. An exchange of gunfire then allegedly broke out between Gilday and Morgan's father, businessman and former state lawmaker C. Wesley Morgan, who was shot but has since been released from the hospital. Gilday lives in northern Kentucky, the region where Jordan Morgan had worked as a prosecutor. As far as connections between the victim and the alleged, alleged suspect, um, there's still a lot of things that we're looking at. At this time, I don't believe that there's any connection between the two previously. Um, I, I believe that we have the information, and, and based upon our initial investigation, uh, that, that, that was not, she was not necessarily the particular target. Police have an active arrest warrant out on Gilday for murder and several other charges. Straight out to special guest Courtney King, Fox 19, N-O-W-N-W-X-I-X. Who is this guy? Gilday. Yeah, so Nancy, we've learned a bit about his background. We know he's 23 years old. His full name is Shannon Vincent Gilday. We've learned he went by Vince, but his mother, when she made a Facebook post begging for him to turn himself in, she referred to him as Shannon. So we've used his full name just because some people know him as Shannon, some people know him as Vince. Um, but we did learn through our reporting that he was once in the Army from, it looks like, August of 2018 to October of 2019. And a source did confirm to us that he was dishonorably discharged from the Army. So that's one thing we know. We also know that he was living in an apartment complex called The Farm. This is in Taylor Mill, Kentucky, which is about 15 minutes or so from downtown Cincinnati. And through speaking with some of his neighbors, a neighbor told us that about a week before uh, the crime happened, Shannon Gilday knocked on her door and asked to use her computer. She said they knew each other in passing and had lived next to each other for about two years, so she didn't think that was strange at first. However, she says that he took out a thumb drive, asked her to put files on her computer, and that's when she got a little uncomfortable, and she says that those files were labeled to whoever and were also about Russia and the Ukraine. And she, she alleges that Shannon Gilday told her that those files would be updated soon. She says as soon as he left, she deleted them. Um, however, when she found out he was a wanted suspect, she did come forward and contact police. Um, so just some things that have been going on um, that the neighbor says that but she was very uncomfortable. That is extremely bizarre, Courtney King. So he goes into his neighbor's home just before the shooting, a couple of days before the shooting of um, the victim in this case, a beautiful young girl out of law school, Jordan Morgan, just landed her dream job, the love of her mother's life. He goes in, guns her down in her sleep, and he's downloading files on the on. Uh, the USSR and Ukraine? Yeah, that's that's what this neighbor said. And she she did say she found it very bizarre. When we spoke with her, she was so nervous about him still being on the run that she didn't want us to show her face or use her name, which we completely understand. But yes, that is one thing that um, she said. And then his mother, when she released the statement, she said that her son had not be had not been in the right sound of mind, alluding to that he was having mental health issues. The mother also said in her statement that he had been talking about building a bunker um, and thought that you know um, a nuclear war was going to happen. 
So we did ask once we found out that the home did have a bunker and then the mother posting, you know, that she, that he was speaking about a bunker. We did check with Kentucky state police to see if that was the motive behind what happened. They did tell us that it is possible. They think that that is a possibility, but they told us repeatedly that they won't understand the motive until they are able to speak with him. Well, okay. Uh, a 23 jump in you know it's important to note here that people who are dishonorably discharged from the military are not allowed to possess firearms i didn't know that i did not know that dale carson i can tell recognize your voice a high-profile lawyer out of jacksonville and former fed with the fbi a 23 year old suspect wanted uh, a bolo be on the lookout for this guy for shooting dead a Kentucky lawmaker's daughter as she lay asleep in her bed. So hell-bent on getting in, he crawls up scaffolding on the side of the mansion while carrying an AR assault rifle. Then he goes on the lam. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. So, question. Chris Adams joining us from the Wiregrass Ecological and Cultural Project. Chris, first of all, what are you facing if you are trying to hide out in the wilderness at this time of year in Kentucky? Well, depending on the area, you're looking at a lot of woodlands. Uh, Some of the streams may be a little high if there's an abundant amount of rainfall in an area. The biggest thing right now with the temperatures getting down into the 30s at night and jumping up into the 50s and 60s during the day is if one was to get wet, they might actually have to deal with hypothermia. And once that sets in, you know, that's dangerous for anybody. Well, okay, Uh, let's try to narrow this down with me. Swamp survival expert Chris Adams, based on what we know of Kentucky terrain, where would he be camping? If he's trying to elude police or the I mean, he's going to be looking for areas that are secluded away from people. He's not going to be in those main camping areas or probably traveling along marked hiking trails. He's going to be beating a path through the woods. Somewhere. That if he is a survivalist, but we do know he was in the Army, we know he knows how to handle a weapon, but is he a survivalist? Going for a day trip in your Boy Scout tent is a lot different from living in the wild. Um Let me ask you this, Chris Adams. What would you be looking for if you were trying to follow his trail? So if he's going through dense brush, he's going to leave a trail much wider than a deer or a rabbit or a bobcat. You're going to be looking for broken branches, downed grass, trampled areas. It would be easy to distinguish a human trail from an animal trail or game trail like that. I I think it's much too cold right now for snakes to come out. I don't know if that's right, but... Would wildlife be a concern at all, Chris Adams? Essentially, there's nothing in that area of the country that's going to go out of its way to harm you. You know, bears, bobcats, etc. cetera. Uh, the biggest concern that one would have being out there in the wilderness like that would be hypothermia setting in, as I mentioned. Uh, basically, the weather conditions can change up on you quick. 
You know, to Courtney King, uh, reporter Fox 19, N-O-W and W-X-I-X. Courtney, how was he first identified? So we do know from the Kentucky State Police, they say that a tipster came forward on Tuesday night, and then he was later identified on Thursday. Now, Kentucky State Police have been very vague with that information. We really don't know who that tipster is. Um, So that's kind of what got the, the investigation going, is that once someone came forward, seeing what happened, seeing the news, they came forward and then alerted police. So are you saying it's because of surveillance video? Um, That I I don't know. We just know that a tipster saw the reports that Jordan Morgan had been shot and killed, um, saw the news reports, something triggered them in their brain. They came forward to police to give a tip about Shannon Gilday. Apparently they knew they had some information and about him and then came forward once they saw reports. Do we have any idea what this guy did for a living? I mean, who is he, Courtney King? What do we know? We're not quite sure what he was doing. Um, according to his Facebook page and, and things that neighbors said, it looks like he was working as either a waiter, a server, or as a bartender. Neighbors said that they would often see him coming out of the building six, seven o'clock at night, dressed nice like he was going to a restaurant. Um, so they believe that he was working in the service industry. And that then guy page. is no more mentally ill than the man in the moon coming out at night dressed up to go out. Oh, uh-uh. H-E-double-L. No, don't even start with me crossing about mental illness. Take a listen to our Cut 12, our friends at WCPO9. After the shooting, it appears that uh, there's a possibility that he was injured. We obtained Madison County Assessor public records, which show some of the exteriors of the home. Friday, a clearer picture coming from Shannon's mother on Facebook. She says she tried getting him psychiatric help and that he hadn't been of sound mind the last couple of weeks, adding that he is distraught with the certainty a nuclear war is imminent. He spoke of building a bunker and the CIA following him. Kentucky State Police say it's possible the house he targeted has a bunker inside, and that's something investigators are actively looking into. The public records show the home, but make no mention of the possible underground bunker. And while we don't have permission to show you, we have seen multiple pictures inside of the home of an underground bunker. Okay, isn't it on Zilla, Courtney King? I mean, this guy is convinced there's going to be nuclear war. He wants an underground bunker. This home has an underground bunker. It's really hard for me to take in. That could be motive for murder. Can't you see online? Yes, Nancy. So you could go to Garrett's Garrett's Real Estate Group, but then also Zillow as well has the Morgan family home posted. And you can go through the pictures online and you can see photos of the bunker. Like that reporter said, unfortunately, we don't have permission to use that in our reports. So we just have had to describe what it looks like and you know how it was built what did it look like very large there's also what looks like a pantry with a lot of canned and non-perishable goods uh, the colors are white with blue trim doors it looks like there's a, a door that almost almost looks like a safe at a bank um, we know that there's two tunnels that are considered escape tunnels and there's pictures of that and again there's a picture, if you're able to look at it, Nancy, of a, of a pantry where it looks like there's just a very, very large supply of non-perishable goods. Guys, I am, I am hearing right now the suspect in the shooting of the young woman, Jordan Morgan, suspect Shannon Vincent Gilday, has been 
apprehended. We're getting the report that he was walking along Barnes Mill Road in Madison County. He didn't make it very far. Don Foster, what are they telling you about the arrest? Yep. Yes, ma'am. Uh, he was uh, they captured on the overpass of um, I-75 at exit 87, and that's about a one mile approximate to the Morgan home. So he was very close by. The uh, my office complex is backs up to that ramp, and uh, the whole back parking lot covered with law enforcement vehicles looking for clues. But I've been told uh, by reliable source, reliable source, that he was seen uh, out in the Morgan area walking around by one of the neighbors, and they reported it. So I don't know if he left Richmond or not. They have captured it. And he was wearing all black. He was dressed in a black attire. It sounds like the same clothes he was wearing at the time he gunned down uh, the victim, Jordan Morgan, lying there asleep in her bedroom. Courtney King, just a mile away, he must have been hiding out in the woods. Yeah, we still don't know for sure, like Don was saying, if, if he left or if he came back. But what I can tell you when I spoke with Kentucky State Police this morning, they did say that he was not armed when they found him and also he was not injured. And we do know from reports that Mr. Morgan said that he thought he might have struck Gilday in the gunfire exchange. However, police are telling us that he did not appear to be injured. And again, he did not have a gun with him. He was not armed. So we still don't know. We know that there are wooded areas, you know, forest wooded areas over in Madison County, but we still don't know if he ever left or if he was just hanging out and hiding nearby. I mean, that tells me, Jory Crossan, he is not mentally ill. He's hiding, he's ditched his weapons, and he gets caught. Well, a lot of people, you don't have to be so much psychologically unstable, but you can be delusional. You know, if you look at his behavior, I mean, he was assaulting the house. It was like going through a clearing the house like on a military operation. You know, his point of entry, he just shot in, and he basically met resistance is probably why he left, but... Uh, you know, if, if he could have cleared the house, he would have took the house over possibly and gone to that bunker, locked himself in the bunker. I mean, you can't tell from the delusional state of mind, you know, what they're thinking. You just got to look at their behavior. Mr. Foster, please yes, know as the funeral approaches how much we are praying for your family. And please, please. Pass on our thoughts and prayers to your wife, Lisa Foster, Jordan's mother. I surely will. I know she'll appreciate that because uh, it's been a tough road. And one thing, I, and I, this just a guess, Nancy, because lived here all my life knowing the layout of everything. My office building uh, is the last building there on the ramp, and that to um, side of me is, I call it the motel from hell because they deal drugs out of there. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if he was standing in that little cheap motel, which is right next to the ramp going over I-75 there, which is about a mile from the Morgan's property. Now, it's just a guess. No one's told me that. But, uh, you know, if there's a good possibility that could have happened. You know what's important, Mr. Foster? Yes, ma'am. That we find out every single scrap of evidence, even a scintilla of evidence about this perp.
and what he has been doing in the days since he gunned down Morgan in her sleep to combat an insanity defense at trial and checking into a hotel, staying there undetected, or camping out, living in the wild, shows a great deal of mental acumen. And they're going to need this. Every bit of evidence at trial. If you know anything, please dial 859-623-2404. Repeat, 859-623-2404. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend.